Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. life look like as one continually presents the spouse's issues to the father. I did it once. I did it once in prayer. Once he showed me this, here's what I did. One time I said, Father, you already know all of it. Please help me not to look at it anymore. Please help me to focus on the things that I should be focusing on. Pastor Robert will share the challenge of focusing on the good traits of your spouse after being married for a while. Maybe the same attributes that made you fall in love with your spouse are the things that bother you today in your relationship. How can you navigate this reality in a healthy way, submitting to the Father? Well, here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part one of their message, Marriage Tune-Up 4. good friend, thank the Lord, good friend, point out to me that some of the things I got frustrated with her about were actually the things that I found kind of attractive before we got married. Before we had responsibilities, before we had a, a baby in the house and all these different things, you know, it was like that kind of carefree, happy-go-lucky little, you know, fairy almost, you know, she's, my nickname for her was Tinkerbell in those days prancing around, you know, and just, and, but now we got babies and duties and job responsibilities. And, and, you know, I'm like, get a grip, you know, (laughs) you see what I'm saying? Some of the things that I actually found attractive began to bug me. And he pointed that out to me and I, I had to acknowledge you're right. And and I've started looking only at the negatives, the negative attributes of those traits. And I need to go back and look at the positive attributes of those traits. I mean, there's everybody, almost without exception, there have been maybe one or two rare exceptions in the last 20-something years. Everybody loves her. Why? Why? But there's just, you know, and she's going to start turning red, but the, the, just the warmth. There's just, this, she's just one of the most genuinely warm and loving human beings. But I lost sight of that. I lost sight of that. Because she can also be a little bit disorganized at times. <laughs> you know, like the time she threw away her passport. Or the time before that when she threw away her visa extension card. And then there's the lost car key. I mean, you understand? I could make you a list of the impact of that footloose, just 
loving, outgoing, people-centered. Do you understand? Because that's what it is. It's part of who she is. It's part of who she is. But I needed to focus on the negatives. I had to stop talking to him about the negatives and start focusing on the positives. I had to start thanking him for the positives. And you know what astounded me was that initially it, it was difficult for me to make a positive list. A year after we got married, I, you know, a, just one year later, and I'm struggling coming up with a list of positive things to write down about her. How crazy is that? I've got a long list now. Long list. Do you understand what I'm driving at? The question is, you know, what does daily life look like as one continually presents the spouse's issues to the father? I did it once. I did it once in prayer. Once he showed me this, here's what I did. One time, I said, Father, you already know all of it. Please help me not to look at it anymore. Please help me to focus on the things that I should be focusing on and giving thanks for. The things that, the, the qualities that are there. This is a woman who loves you. See, I remember the psycho. I tell her that every now and then. See, I'm so grateful for her because I, I remember the psycho. I remember being lied to over and over and over and over again and never knowing whether I could believe anything that came out of this woman's mouth. I remember the insecurity. I remember the deliberate attacks that were intended to harm me emotionally. And you understand? I remember realizing that I was married to someone who really, truly had some serious mental issues. I remember what that was like. So it's like, I focus on the things I'm grateful for. And uh, that's what we all need to do. And get, just give one time, one time, give the whole other list to God. He already knows it. He already knows it. He's already well aware. And uh, you don't need to keep harping on it, focusing on it. Balancing being a parent. I read the whole question, but, but it, it's, it, here's the thing that where we have to work together. Because, uh, you know, I reached a point that I wanted more of her We'd only been married two years when David was born. We had two years together, and all of a sudden we had a church and kids and, you know, the whole thing. And, and, um, but I had watched as uh, someone close to me, after having had about five years with his wife, developed a resentment. And, uh, and I, I watched what it did to their, to their marriage, and I, and I realized, you know, I want her to give herself completely to and for our children. And, and here's the thing, even if they had not been my children, I want her to be that kind of generous, giving, nurturing person. I want, I want that. And children, man, they, they need it. They need it. And, and we adults, we, we need to be determined to trust God with our own lives and with our own needs and allow our spouse to, to be giving and, 
nurturing of children, whether they're our children or even somebody else's. Now, discussions have to happen. I mean, I, you know, again, I'm giving kind of a blanket general answer, but discussions need to happen. But, but part of that discussion needs to be, you know, you need to be coming from a place of generosity. You need to be coming from a place of compassion, coming from that, from that posture of, you know, I want you to, to be there for her. You know, we just agreed to allow Elizabeth's younger cousin to move here from Denmark and move in with us. And we have a two bedroom, one bath house, a big bull mastiff. David just moved out and we're moving a 24 year old, year old in, 24 year old cousin. And I felt like it's what the Lord wanted us to do. It's the right thing for her. It's the right thing for this 24 year old. But we're having conversations as we go about how do, how do we maintain our relationship? How do we maintain you know, our family and how does she maintain her sanity with the added you know, responsibilities, whatever? Do you understand what I'm driving at here? Because we tend to make things about ourselves. We're human, but we have to fight that because it's unhealthy. We have to fight it. We have to, we have to make the determination. It's like, you know, not what does she need as much as God, what do I do? And, and, and actually allow God to give direction, allow God to, to give some input. You know, I was talking with Pastor Brandon just this past week as we, some, we get a lot of requests for assistance and help and, and this kind of thing. And, and what I was telling him is what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians is that we should be rooted and grounded in love. Rooted, grounded, not in justice, not in holiness. I'm not saying those are bad things or they shouldn't be part of the equation. What it says, though, in the Bible is that is rooted and grounded in love. We would know the fullness of, of God. And, and so our decisions need to be rooted and grounded in love. Our you know, as, as we're interacting with each other, as we're interacting with children, as we're interacting, you know, with her cousin that now we've rooted and grounded in love. What's well, a loving thing to do all the way around, all the way around. So you have discussions about it. You talk it through. Are you part of a local church community? It's important to have a faith-based community around you as you continue to seek all that God has for your life. With more on that, here's Pastor Robert. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're looking for a way to get closer to Jesus and you're in the Miami area, we've got a plan. We started something a few years ago that we, we call it Intensive Christian Training, ICT for short. It's three phases, begins with just uh, dinner together, um, in a group setting every Thursday night. You do that for about 10 or 11 weeks and just go through the basics. What is Christianity? But you're doing it around a meal with a group of people that you really connect with and, and get to know. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in and you're in our Miami-Dade area, reach out to us, mainthingradio.com. Thanks, Pastor Robert. For more information, visit mainthingradio.com. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for tuning in. 
Join us next time to continue studying God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.